Hey, what's going on, sports fans? It's your boy Antoine Smith Smith, Smith Sports Machine. And y'all know how I do it. I get down on this podcast. I like to talk everything sports, all sports, all the time. But today, I want to just, you know, I want to just put the attention on one particular athlete. The athlete is Kareem Hunt. If you haven't been, if you've been living under a rock and you've been knowing what's been going on with Kareem Hunt, with the off the field issues, um, and you know he's getting a second chance, it seems. You know now that the Cleveland Browns have stepped up and they've given this kid another chance. Question I have for everybody out there: When will he hit the field for the Cleveland Browns? Will he stay on the field for the Cleveland Browns? Can he stay out of trouble? Those are, you know, a couple of questions that I'm going to answer, you know, during the show. So, before I get started on the show, I'd like to give y'all my media outlets. Y'all can catch me on Twitter, FatboySlim underscore 21, Instagram, Antoine, A-N, the number 2-W-O-N, Catch my new YouTube channel, Smitty Sports Machine. And you can also catch my blog on WordPress.com, Smitty Sports Machine. So, yeah, it's everything Sports Machine. Because it's Sports Machine all the time. But I just want to, you know, give my quick two cents on this issue, on this topic. And, you know, it's... It's a slippery slope because, uh, I mean, there's so many, you know, cases going on with domestic violence in the NFL. And, you know, it's a touchy subject. Uh, you have, um, it's, you know, it's been noted, you know, noted, you know, during, you know, sports history of the issue with domestic violence. But since social media has come around, and the media can get whiff of what athletes doing what. And, you know, it's kind of easier to keep up, you know, help the NFL, you know, brand as a whole keep up what's going on with the athletes off the field. And domestic violence, you know, really revved up a couple of years ago when uh, Giants kicker Josh Brown. Uh, Josh Brown committed, you know, acts of domestic violence against his wife, not once, but two times. Uh, the Giants knew about it. Uh, I guess they tried to brush it up under the rug. But when the NFL got a whiff of it, he was suspended. And later, it just cost him his job. And, you know, domestic violence is an issue we face every day in America as a whole. So, NFL players, you know, you know, committing domestic violence is intensified because of their status in society. And if their status in society, you know, tells us what level they're on, some are forgiven, some are not. Uh, it's treated differently, you know, in certain cases, depending on who the player is. Uh, we've seen this with Ray Rice. Um, they caught him on video, you know, knocking his wife out in the elevator. It was something I had never seen before. 
I mean, I've seen it, but, you know, to that extent, I've never seen, you know, a female get hit like that. And it ultimately ruined his career. Uh, after the NFL seen that, he got suspended indefinitely. Um, but by the time he got reinstated to the NFL, you know, teams were not going to take a chance on him anymore. So, you have to be mindful, you know, of, you know, what you're putting your energy into. Uh, to be honest, uh, I'm going to share a little story with y'all. My grand, my grandfather told me a long time ago when I was a teenager and I was about to go out in the real world, he just break, broke it to me just fair and square. He said, if you have to put your hand on a female, you don't need to be with her because she's going to push you to that limit so you're going to do something that you're going to regret. And it stuck with me and I thank him for that advice every day. And now I see exactly what he's saying, you know, dealing with the domestic violence in sports. Let's go to a, a recent case. Uh, 49ers, uh, now Redskins linebacker, um, Ruben Foster, um, his girlfriend pressed charges uh, against him, which ultimately caused him to, cost him to get suspended by the NFL the charges were later dropped fast forward middle of last season 2018 another domestic violence case took place uh, she actually did an interview on coming to um, see I watched too many comedy movies good morning America she did an interview told exactly what he did and why he did it and said she you know with press charges. Fast forward about a week, week or two later, she dropped the charges again. So, in that type of situation, if a female keeps, you know, if you have to put your hand on a female to feel like you're dominant or you have to make her do right, it's time for you to move in another direction. You've been blessed to play in the NFL and that is not the place for you as a human being. So, here we are, Kareem Hunt. He had three off-the-field separate incidents. And this is the part that some fans are having a hard time dealing with things. Um, he got to fight at a nightclub. Put his hands on a guy that the guy instigated it, but you know, the altercation broke out anyway. Charges were pressed. Later dropped against Kareem Hunt. But the NFL still going to investigate. We all seen what happened. I think it was in Oakland. Uh, while they were playing the Raiders, he was at a casino hotel. And the lady approached him. Uh, racial slurs were bloated out. And when you blur racial racial slurs you're going to get a reaction and if you can see in the video he reacted to whatever she said he punched her he kicked her no excuse to hit a female but he did it anyway 
And as my one of my buddies, Mad Mike, said, there's never any reason to put your hands on a female no matter what she say. You have to refrain from doing it. No matter how mad she makes you, uh, no matter what she says, learn to go in the right direction. And I totally agree. So, my advice to Kareem Hunt, put yourself in a better situation. Get a better circle of friends. Get somebody who has best interest in what's going on in your life. Not yes men who want to spend every dollar in your bank account. You know, just to say yeah and to make you happy. There's a such thing called tough love. Sometimes tough love is the best love for a lot of people. Especially when you have a real bad temper such as that guy. Three separate incidents, you know, in, I would say, a year's time. That's not good in the NFL. And, trust me. He will have to pay for it. He will have to pay for it. But those are my quick thoughts on domestic violence. You know, stay away from it. You know, learn from it. Grow from it. And if you don't, you lose millions of dollars. You lose your NFL dream. For what? An argument? Bad words? Fist flying from a female? It's not worth it. Find you a better circle. Because at the end of the day, that's a high price to lose for a person that you may end up with or without the rest of your life. But when I come back, I'm going to get my thoughts on Cleveland Brown signing Kareem Hunt. You know, I understand why they did it. And I get... I got a couple of thoughts on that from a couple of my friends. I'll be right back. What's going on? It's your man, Raphael Haynes, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? It's a must that you keep it locked here on the Sports Machine Podcast. My man, Smitty Smitty. Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up, folks? I'm back. I'm back on the sports machine. That was my boy, Raphael Haynes, three-point conversion. Make sure y'all go and check his podcast out. I'm sorry, radio show on 1100 AM uh, on iHeartRadio every Saturday from 10 to 12 noon. Again, that's every Saturday from 10 to 12 noon on iHeartRadio, three-point conversion. Go check it out, my people. Great content. And dude knows his stuff, so if you call into his show, you better have your A game. That's all I got to say about that one. Because trust me, when I was on the show, <laughs> he gave it to me. So, um, have your A game, man. Check out my boy Raphael Haynes, uh, aka Mr. Controversy on 11 Heart, 1100 iHeartRadio. So, back to Kareem Hunt. Um, as we were talking before the break, um, the Cleveland Browns signed Kareem Hunt to a deal. Um, we don't know how it's going to play out. A lot of my buddies were kind of pissed off 
uh, because of the domestic violence, and they have the right to be. Uh, I have a couple of friends that say people need second chances, which is also true. But like I said in the last segment, build you a circle that's there for you, that's going to guide you in the right direction, that's going to put you where you need to be as an NFL star. Yes, his career may have taken a hit. May have, may have been tainted a little bit. Think about this, though, before I get to what I'm going to say. You have other players who've got chance after chance, such as Josh Gordon, such as Randy Gregory, Ruben Foster. Uh, if y'all remember Justin Blackman, who got more chances than one. I can go on and on. Second chance is going to happen whether you want to or not. I mean, it's not going to change what happened in the past. So, give the man a chance to redeem himself. If he does it again and you fire off on him, I'm totally fine with that. But, I've seen this signing coming, uh, I would say about, I would say right before the season ended. Because rumors had got out that uh, teams were already trying to talk to him, his agent, before, you know, the season ended. So, if you think about, you know, what he has to go through to get back into the NFL, um, it's going to be a long ride. First of all, he's placed on the commissioner's exempt list, which cuts him out from signing or talking or being, you know, in contact with any NFL team. So, they have to get over that. They gotten over that hurdle. Next comes what? Or what is the NFL gonna do? You know, to punish him for what he done? Uh, will he get the eight week suspension? Um, twelve week suspension? Full season suspension? Or the indefinite suspension, which could last? You know, anywhere from a year up to year and a half so the Cleveland part of the contract may not come in until he is eligible to come you know back into the NFL that means they have first deals on him um and on top of that you know it may be ultimately be trade bait for all I know you know I could actually see that, you know, being a scenario. But the Cleveland GM, John Dorsey, um, he drafted Kareem Hunt out of Toledo in the fourth round for the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Was it fourth round or third round? Fourth round. He, no, I'm sorry. Third round, he took a chance on Kareem Hunt. Um, He was going to Toledo. Uh, and one knock on him was his off-the-field behavior, which what is he's going through now. Uh, a lot of scouts had him as a second-round running back. But since his off-the-field problems, you know, flared up a little bit too early, too often, it pushed him back in the draft. So John Dorsey took a chance on him in Kansas City. It paid off. You see what kind of season he had, that rookie season. He won rookie of the year. Uh, he led the NFL in rushing. Um, made his first Pro Bowl. So, 
the skill level is there. It's always the off the field, you know, problem that he's had. So if he can get past the off the field problems, uh, I don't see this kid, you know, no matter where he ends up, you know, being an elite running back in the NFL. But that Kansas City offense, it fit him perfect. You had a, all, a, a future elite quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. You had an all-pro tight end, Travis Kelsey. Uh, wide receiver, Tariq Hill. I mean, that offense, you know, it still may be great. But with Tyreek, I'm sorry, with um, Kareem Hunt, it could have been very dynamic. So, he hurt the Chiefs. They ended up releasing him in November. Um, it was pretty much a shock to me. Because of what I said earlier, all the problems that uh, other players had, but they released him right off. Uh, a lot of teams now, they will release you. If you get, you know, brought up in a domestic violence dispute because it's such a headache. So they released him in November. Uh, he went on the exempt list shortly after. And, you know, here we are. You know, Cleveland is going to take a chance, which I understand. Um, if you think about it, as my boy uh, Remy Yates would say. And I'm going to play that clip for y'all in a second. Um, it's a very, you know, dynamic, you know, backfield to go along with what Baker Mayfield did last year as a rookie. Um, he has, you know, dynamic receiving in Jarvis Landry, uh, Antonio Callow- and Callaway. Um, he has off the field problems too, but it seems like he got him, you know, under control. So Cleveland is building kind of what Kansas City was building, what well, has built, and what they have right now. So Antonio Callaway will probably be the Tyreek Hill of the bunch. Uh, he's probably the fastest receiver that they have on the field. But uh, that's what they're trying to do, actually. Cleveland is trying to put enough around Baker Mayfield. So, in the draft, they can focus on defense. So, Kareem Kareem Hunt, when he does play and gets a chance to come back with that offense, oh, man, I think it'll be real dynamic. But, those are my quick thoughts on Tyreek, I'm sorry, Kareem Hunt. (laughs) Tyreek Hill must be still running. But, uh, (laughs) those are my thoughts on Kareem Hunt. Um, I'm going to give you all a clip to what my boy Remy said. Similar to what I said, you know, with that backfield in Cleveland. And yeah, I'm going to go to break while y'all take a listen to that. And if Kareem Hunt is suspended for the whole season, Nick Chubb is still a workhorse and Browns will still be fine. If he's only suspended for part of the season, now the Browns have an elite running back, a super sub, in a generation of football that's predominantly in two backfields, uh, you know, two players in the backfield, so it actually works out well, and I think it's actually a good thing, very good sign for the Browns. 
What's going on, everybody? It's Mike Patton, a.k.a. The General, SportsAwakening.com, and you're tuned in to Smitty Sports Machine and my boy, Antoine Smitty Smith. All right, we back with the sports machine. I'm in this last segment of the show. But before I get out of here, I'm talking about Kareem Hunt, you know, being signed by the Browns. What's next? So I brought in one of my good buddies, Zach T. And um, I'm going to get his account on it right quick before I get out of here. What's up, Zach? Hey man, I always go ahead. Yeah, I, I always appreciate it's a good program, you know. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you always supporting me, man. But I gotta get your thoughts on Kareem Hunt right quick. Uh Cleveland from KC. Uh Dorsey, the GM for the Browns, drafted him out of Toledo, third round. So it was a pretty much a no-brainer that he went to uh Cleveland, right? quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised if they start running the pistol offense a bit more. Uh, he ran it at Oklahoma, and um, he was pretty successful at it. But working in the pro offense, he's adjusted to that as well. So I think they will work both of those in, and you will see some eye formation, pistol offense, you know, some you know wide open looks. So I think they'll work it out because um, I think their offensive coordinator, you know, and now head coach, Freddie Kitchens knows how to, you know, call offense around Mayfield, which is going to be key. I think you're going to see a lot more formation. We're going to see running backs in a slot position, too, with these new pickups they've been making. And, you know, Mayfield can adjust to most anything. It seems like he seems to adjust it to the pro game very well. Right. That means me to say, to say, but he has produced in the NFL so far. Agreed. Agreed. So, what what should Cleveland, what should they be looking at down the road if uh, this doesn't work out? And if it does work out, should does it give them an advantage to look elsewhere in the draft to, you know, use those picks on defense instead of offense? Well, I think they're going to have to 
through the draft surprisingly over the last couple of years on their defense. Agreed. I, I would say try to build up that offensive line. You got these running backs now. Build up your offensive line because the AFC North is kind of a ground and pound division. Right. Besides the fact that we don't know what's going to happen with Cincinnati, especially at their quarterback scenario. Uh, and Pittsburgh's always there. Pittsburgh rarely has a, a bad year. True. Pittsburgh, of course, is going to be back. Right. Right. And so, I'm thinking in the draft, you know, looking a little bit ahead, uh, my first thought is uh, finding Joe Thomas' replacement. They, they, you know, drafted a nice couple of tackles last year. But I still think they need that um, left tackle they can plug in for the next 10 seasons. So uh, I think that would be their first first objective uh, during the draft. Oh, I agree. I mean, offensive line, I think this is going to be a very offensive line-carried uh, draft this year. Right. Uh, a lot of defensive guys, I think, are going to go in the top 10, too. But mainly offensive linemen and defense. Right. Going to be the heavy- Kind of a snare. You're going to see a lot of the quarterbacks pick up later on in third, maybe fourth round this year. I can see that. And uh, one more thing to add to this uh, Kareem Hunt thing that they're putting all their chips in. Um, they cut Duke Johnson, who was probably their best receiving back. Uh, I think I think he'll get picked up pretty quickly. So that lets me know that they're putting all their chips on the table with uh, Kareem Hunt. So. Yeah, Duke Johnson is a very dependable, especially receiving back. I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up in New England. Yeah, that would be that would be a good a good uh good place for him. But uh, with James White and uh, Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead, I think uh, they're pretty solidified. Another team, you know, I think uh, would take a shot at him would probably be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they still need help at running back behind James Conner. So look for Pittsburgh to be on his radar. Trust me. Definitely. Maybe maybe Houston. I think Houston's gonna to want to start building up that offense around Deshaun Watson. But Kareem Hunt, I think he's gonna he's gonna surprise a lot of people, I think. Especially when he came out a couple of years ago and people were like, Who is this guy out of Toledo? Nobody knew who he was. He fumbled on his first carry and then he pretty much carried that team that year. Right. Actually, I had a buddy tell me about him who lives up in Ohio uh, when he was at Toledo. Uh, he told me he was a first-round talent. I didn't believe him. But uh, he told me, and shout-out to Justin Goldboat, Godboat, for telling me that because uh, he told me to watch out, and he was right. Sometimes these smaller school kids can make a bigger impact than the guys who go to the power schools. Amen to that. Amen to that. But uh, thank you for calling in, Zach. Thank you for chilling with me on the Sports Machine for a second. I really appreciate it, and thank you for always supporting me, man. Of course. All right, that's my boy, Zach T, out of California. And that's my show for today, people. I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Y'all catch me out there on social media. And hey, y'all know how I do it. Sports Machine about to roll on, roll out. Peace.